Welcome to this week's Green Side Up. This is Richard Henschel with the University of Illinois Extension Service, and we have had many things happening in our yard over the past two and three weeks, given the kind of water we have had with all the rainfall and the storms that have been in our area. And I wanted to cover a, a, a bit of that with you this week. Clearly, the rains that we've been having have really been, you know, messing with us when it comes to getting our routine yard work done keeping any of the weeds wherever they're at in your yard, whether it's a garden or vegetable beds or perennial beds or shrub beds, has been a real challenge right now. As you can imagine, every day that we're not able to get out and work in the beds and maintain the weed population, those weeds just keep right on growing, keep right on developing, and it's been a real challenge to make sure that we keep the beds relatively weed-free. I'm not even saying weed-free this year. It's just relatively weed-free. You know, gardeners with a smaller bed, smaller spaces can lean over uh, while staying on the lawn, and at least you have the option of perhaps being able to reach in and pull some of those weeds. And of course, at least with the soil being wet and moist, at least pulling them is a bit easier. I've talked about previous green side ups and in garden columns that when a bed does get away from you, and this year that's likely to happen from time to time, at least don't let the weed seeds, the weeds that are there, go to seed. This occurred in 2012, probably because of the drought. And while we weren't out gardening, the weed seeds were still growing and still producing seed. And so ever since then, 2013, 14, and even this year, we have weed populations that we wouldn't have expected to see in a typical year. And that's because we probably let those uh, weeds go to seed and generate several years worth of seed production for us, which means several years worth of weeding. So no matter what else we do here, at least try not to allow the weed seeds in your garden beds go to seed if you can. And a follow-up to that would also be that if you do that kind of deadheading and get those weed seeds out of there before they set in your beds, this is something that does not go in the compost pile. These should be put in the landscape waste bag and disposed of elsewhere. We do not compost well enough. We do not hot compost. So the weed seeds are just there for us to spread around the garden and other beds when we use that organic matter that comes out of the compost pile. So that's something we just need to give to the landscape waste bag as the weeks go by. Many of the calls that uh, the extension offices are, are getting have been on lawns. Recently, with all the rain and, and questions have included uh, lawn weeds, uh, mushrooms growing in the lawn, lawns going off color. They're no longer the deep, dark green they used to be. And boils down to similar to our landscape beds. Uh, those weeds are going to grow no matter what else happens, no matter our preferred methods for taking care of our lawn. So any existing weeds and any of those weed seeds that have germinated since spring are going to take advantage of any open space, any thinned area in our lawn right now, and they will germinate and grow, or they will thicken up if they've already been there. So right now, it's kind of hard to deal with those treatments. Typically for lawn weeds happen late summer, early fall for our broadleaf weeds. If you've got crabgrass showing up, it's too late to do any rescue treatments for that. Uh, Just remember where the worst of the crabgrass was for next year and plan on uh, using a crabgrass preventer in those spots in your lawn next year. The other big one that's been occurring over the past month, actually, is the calls have been coming in about, I've got mushrooms growing in my lawn. 
Now, very often when we have excessive soil moisture, those mushrooms are the fruiting structure of the decay organisms that are naturally occurring in our soil. And in that sense, that's not a bad thing. The organic matter breaks down, it releases nutrition into the soil profile. That allows the microflora to grow in the soil and in turn help feed our grass plants. So in that sense, it's not a bad thing at all. But what we have to be aware of is that family pets and things that get out there and try to eat them, this is the bad part. So uh, if you've got a lot of mushrooms in your yard, walk the dog elsewhere, pay attention to what they're eating when they're out playing in the lawn. Um, it's just not a good thing. You could end up with as simple as maybe the dog or the pet having a stomach ache right on up to a visit to the vet because there's nervous system things going on. So you just don't want to let the family pets out there in the lawn and allow them to eat any of those mushrooms. So we can have the mushrooms from just naturally decaying thatch layers in our lawn. The other phenomena that has occurred has been that with the decline uh, of ash trees from the emerald ash borer invasion, we have a lot of roots that have emanated out from the trunks of the trees that we have ground out that are still decaying and will continue to decay for a number of seasons yet. You might notice that because the mushrooms are following a particular line. They're growing on the top of the root. They're coming up through the soil, through the thatch layer in the yard, and that's what we're seeing. So once again, there's nothing we can really do about that until the root continues to decay and goes away. The off-color in the lawns is most likely due to the fact that we've, with all the rain, the grass plants are somewhat deficient in nitrogen right now. It's a water-soluble nutrient, and with all the rain and the moisture and the lack of soil oxygen because of all the moisture in the soil, our lawns are not growing at their best right now. They're growing rapidly, but they're not the deep green that we're used to. That will pass in time. Soils that are fertilized or have a lot of organic matter in them don't show this as bad as the lawns that uh, have a limited amount of organic matter in the soil profile. So these are the things that are going on, you know, in, in the lawn. The last part I wanted to comment on is this idea of, you know, keeping the lawn mowed at a very regular rate and not removing more than one-third at any one time. This has been an extreme challenge this year. So mow as soon as you can. You may need to raise the lawnmower blade up a bit. Mow a number of times and then slowly lower the blade down as our moisture finally settles out here and goes away for the season to get the lawn back in the right mowing height at your preferred mowing levels. But taking off a lot of grass all at once is just going to shock the plant. It's going to allow those weeds that are already there to expand and get even thicker and fuller. So we're doing the best we can. If when you mow the lawn, it's clumping up terribly, uh, those big lumps and clumps of grass ought to be uh, removed. That can be added to the compost pile as a source of nitrogen for the compost pile. So these are some of the things that are happening in our yard right now. Vegetable diseases are very strong right now, especially on our tomatoes. And it's all due to this excessive, excessive water we've had and the humidity allowing these organisms to be able to get established very, very quickly. So hang on. Uh, hopefully the weather will moderate. Things will dry out and our yards will get back to normal. Keep after the weeds as best you can. Mow the lawn as often as you can can given the given the weather pattern that we've got well this has been richard henschel with this week's green side up it's been a pleasure as always and i'll be talking with everybody again next week